Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pod of thunder and rock and roll. And let's see what Duff McKagan comes up with today for the exclusive, the worldwide hit, the joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan calling you. Uh, I hope you're doing well, man. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Uh, all you listeners. Uh, you know, I've taken up to cooking again. Uh, I used to cook, a, I was a cook at a restaurant, so I cooked a bunch, but that was back in the day. And my wife, Susan, she's such a great cook, so. Um, but anyhow, I've gotten back into it. And, uh, the other night I was, I grilled a chicken for two hours, man. And it still wouldn't tell me why it crossed the road. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye. All right. That was a good one. I, <laughs> uh, Duff always makes me laugh. What a, what a goofball, right? Like just totally, uh, one of the biggest rock stars in the world and doesn't have a problem with calling in a ridiculous joke. Every single week. So uh, thanks to Duff for that. And he's spending the summer at home as well, just like the rest of us, because the Guns N' Roses Stadium Tour was postponed due to the Rona. Uh, they're working to rescheduling those dates uh, now. I'm sure Duff, Duff will update us as soon as he can. And plus, I think the rumor is Guns N' Roses are working on some new music, which is great. Uh, we're also working on some new music with Fozzie. And we had to cancel our spring tour, which is a drag. And we're also rescheduling some of our summer dates as well. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fozzie Rock. We're posting show information, the rescheduled dates, the postponed dates, the ticket info, all that sort of stuff. Hope to see you rocking with us soon. And the new quarantine song, Heart of Chrome, is out now. We're going to play it next week right here uh, on, uh, on Talk is Jericho. And uh, I think you'll like it. It's featuring special guest Bruce Kulick. Only in a pandemic can you have uh, start an 80s Kiss cover band with the ex-guitar player of KISS, right? <laughs> and don't forget about tomorrow night, Saturday Night Special returns, 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live and my official YouTube channel. Answering your questions, telling stories, we'll do a sing-along. I might have a, a guest uh, a guest appearance from Rybo and Speewee, the Peggers. Um, just doing, uh, We you guys seem to like the Q&A, so we're just continuing to do that. Uh, we're enjoying it. I uh, hope you're enjoying it. And even though things are slowly reopening and closing and reopening, I'm not sure uh, how much longer we'll be able to do Saturday nights, but I like it. I'm enjoying it, and I plan to continue for as long as we can. So come hang tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern, Facebook Live, and my official YouTube channel. All right, one of my oldest friends in the wrestling business and in the world is now working in AEW. Um, he, he hit the big time. Returning to the show, he's been uh, here many, many times before, but uh, he's going to talk about his new gig with AEW and the multiple additions that it took to land that spot it wasn't easy for him he's also telling stories about his early days wrestling in japan you know him from the special episode i did a few years back to celebrate my 25th anniversary in wrestling he's been on a few times talking of course uh dr luther lenny st Clair just made his AEW uh, debut uh just a few months ago and now he is a regular on dark and he was in the lumberjack match uh the other night so he's finally made it the original death dealer hits the big time Right here on Talk is Jericho. It's crazy. Uh, it's like the first time we've been in the same hotel for a while. It's almost like being back in uh, Japan again. But nicer. Yeah. My, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember some of those hotel rooms in Japan, how small they would be? Oh. Have you ever seen the one when you walk in and uh, the TV will be up in the corner and then there's a bed and there's room enough to get to the bathroom where you can barely put your case or suitcase. Down. Right. And then you get in the bathroom, and there's literally can barely. It's like a bathroom in an airplane, mm -hmm. and the shower's over top of the toilet. So you actually like with a mirror. So that you it's like a jail. 
Yeah. Like when you take a, a, a shower, it, it gets the toilet wet, yeah. which always freaked me out. But you can do that. everything at one time. <laughs> yeah. And they say, shit in a shower, eh? Yeah. Shit, shower, <laughs> shave. <laughs> hey, the room is so small when you stick your key in the keyhole, it broke the window. It's true. How are you? But it really was like that type of way. So, <laughs> how are ya? <laughs> but in all seriousness, as a wrestler and um, a comic, everything is uh, awesome in Japan, dude. Well, okay. I mean, you said to say that? Sad to say it. It's my Bobby Bettman. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're here with uh, Dr. Luther, newly signed to uh, All Elite Wrestling, which is uh, a, a long time coming because it's really funny. We were talking about this. So, March 11th. We were in Salt Lake City, and we were still thinking that maybe we could do Rochester on the 18th and uh, Prudential Center in Newark on the 25th. And um, I went to the ring to have the match. I came back 20 minutes later, and everything had been canceled because the NBA had shut down and Tom Hanks was diagnosed with, with corona. But something else happened that day that was amazing timing-wise. And what was that? I signed the contract. <laughs> Just think about that, though. Like, that you signed the contract like three hours before the whole world just went downhill. It's ironic that the original death dealer signs the contract right when the plague starts. <laughs> the plague? <laughs> the plague. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. But I wouldn't expect anything less than everything that I've done in my life. So. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, we, so. we, we, there's so much to talk about, but let's just talk about your journey to AEW right off the bat. Because, once again, it's one of those things when you signed, there were people coming out of the woodwork that were like, oh, my God, is that Dr. Luther? We used to be big fans and watch him all the time and all this other thing. So it's almost like a, re, a rebirth, a resurrection mm. for you. And I know you're a super humble guy and all that sort of stuff, but, I mean, first of all, how does that feel for you to find out that you have – a lot of people who really appreciate the work that you've done and the work that you're doing. Oh, it's amazing. It feels pretty good. I got a lot of, you know, I get, a, it's weird because now I'm getting a lot of that. I used to watch a lot of your matches on video when I was yeah. a kid. Right. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. But, so maybe I helped to influence them in a tiny little way somehow. Because there was, a, there was a point in time when you would like, it seemed like you were a little bit, well, for a while, down on what you had accomplished in the business. Uh, still a little bit, still I guess, now? you know, just didn't sometimes feel like I lived up to a potential that I kind of had set myself or thought mm -hmm. that I could get or whatever. So, but you have to take everything in, in perspective, I guess, as well. Like the things that I didn't feel like I accomplished, I still accomplished more than, Right, because we used know, to talk about that. Like, like three quarters of the guys wrestling, I guess. Like Len know. Berry was, remember Len Berry, he was in the AHL, he's the highest leading scorer in NHL history, AHL, and never made it to the NHL. So would that mean that he's that he failed or that he's the greatest player in AHL history? And yeah, that's totally true. Like all-star every year. Right. And for the yeah. longest time you kind of fell into that category because we can talk about all the times you kind of just fell through the cracks for these chances you have after being such a big star early in your career and you know it's the thing is too with with everything it's, it's it's like anything in entertainment movies music wrestling it's sometimes it's not it's just being in the right place right time or the right what they're looking for or you know it sometimes it doesn't matter 
like who you are, sure. I guess. Like how many people try out for movies that are just well, the, phenomenal yeah. and don't get the part, right? Because it just didn't fit at that time, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I told I was th- thought I was kind of like a four tier player, I guess. If you know like baseball, they always talk about that. Like you have your your you know minor league, and then you have the major. There's a lot of guys that come up and come down, but they're they're like the four tier four star guys that they weren't quite good enough always or in the wrong team to catch on with that team, but they're better than than the minor league team. So, but you had a group of guys, basically anybody that ever worked with. But you're talking from, from you know we have our little text group with Lance Storm and mm-hmm. Don Callis and uh, Paul Lazenby yeah. and myself and you, and it's like we all know like you know Don Callis knows how great of a worker you are and always have been right Mm -hmm. but it just seems and i want to get into this because it really is to me like such a great story about how never give up on your dream because listen you had it's almost like you're there and flurry you won the stanley cup at 18 yeah right and then and then like we'll go through that but i guess my question is so what was your journey like to get signed by aew I had a, a really good friend call yeah, me. Well, I mean, so I'll start it off. So, so the, the, the Dark Order yes. was looking for a leader. Okay, I didn't know if we wanted to get into yeah, that. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say so. The Dark okay. Order was looking for a leader. And they were thinking about using a couple different guys. I know Jim Mitchell was one of the guys mentioned. And I was like, our, our whole concept of AEW is trying to create new talent and new stars. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you're looking for a weird you know, a weirdo. A weird, super good-looking guy. Yeah, a weird, hot as f- guy. Um, then I don't know anybody. But if you're looking for a... <laughs> How are you? How are you? If you're looking for a weird guy, like if you're looking for a guy that can play a weird character, because the, the word about you is you're a chameleon. You can play anything. Mm-hmm. I've got the guy. And I never started in AEW thinking, you know, I'm going to get my friends in here. But just to mm. me, it's like, this is the perfect guy. Because I know... Don and I had talked about you doing something for Impact for a while, but then you hurt your... I tore my tricep, tricep. right before that right. was going to happen. Yeah. And Don runs that company. And, and listen, I don't yeah. run anything in AEW, but I'm like, if you're looking for a guy, I can find this I have this guy. And then they said, okay, we'll send in some tapes. Mm-hmm. Tapes, like a song that's 1990. <laughs> send in some, some, some videos or whatever, or, or digital platform, blah, blah, blah. So let's so, take, so then take off from there. You, you kind of... Describe what was going on. I sent in, I recorded a bunch, and I, I remember I sent in one, and you said they liked it. I sent another, they liked it. I sent another. So I sent three audition tapes in. Right, because right? let me talk about that a bit, though, because you had watched AEW for a bit, but mm-hmm. sending in audition tapes, like, how did you make it? What did you do? So you sort of described the group yeah, um, as best like that you knew it, I guess, right? Yeah. And, um, did I say that kind of like a cult or something? Yeah, or? it was like a cult... Cult not leader. the cult. Not the cult. Love uh, removal machine. The first one you uh, sent in, you were singing that, and I said, no, "Not that kind of." You cult. said, "Not that kind of cult." So I was like, "All right." So I just sort of thought, like, sort of from what my angle would be on sort of that. So I kind of thought, okay. So when I did the WRP, Father Dante, and you were like, you told me then we were talking, and you were like, yeah, maybe like a nice cross between Luther and Dante would be a good. Mix because yeah, Doctor Luther was your original character in Japan, mm-hmm. which was more of a. But then I morphed them over here a sure, lot, in, right? In so, a lot of different ways. Yeah. yeah. Well, just like you. Yeah. We're from the same mindset, you know, from the same yeah. place. We're the same origin kind of story, right? I guess. Right. Right. You have to change 
can't stay the same. Yeah. You can't stay one dimensional all the time. It won't won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I've changed a lot over time, depending on where I've been or where I. Because not every gimmick's going to work in every mm-hmm. place, and especially in like indie places or whatever. So then I, I I watched a few like and listened to a few different cult things and watched some different videos online to try to. Mm, I don't like to copy one person. I like to like sort of pick little things from different people. Right. Um, and then, and, you know, make it my own. Just like, you know, you do the same mm-hmm. thing, right? So I took all this stuff together, and it was kind of cool that I did the Father Dante thing because that kind of gave me a sort of a base. Because I Father, did the same thing then. Well, Father Dante was, so you can just watch it now. It's called Wrestling Revolution Project, which you guys filmed. We don't have to get like too much into it. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. Yeah. And the videos are, are just out just now on resurfaced. YouTube. And you played yeah. kind of a, 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 a like a priest, like an I evil, played an albino, priest. southern albino priest. But the southern <laughs> accent was really good too, well, especially from a, guy, from a guy from fucking uh, Calgary, Alder, side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun, and like I did most of my stuff on like one take on all my right. the interviews. So you were able to use some of that element and yeah. combine with Luther for this. Cult leader. Yeah, and but I wasn't so. I remember the one I did, one of the audition tapes. I did kind of more like Father Dante, where I was, you know, really yelling, kind of yeah. like impassionate or not impassionate, but passionate, um, like preaching wise. And then you're like, let's try to humble it down a little bit. And Jake the Snake, who's in AEW, you're like, that's a good kind of role model, kind of like how right. he delivered his delivery, which is always spot on. Yeah. And so I kind of thought, okay, I'll take this angle, but make, kind of mix it with that. And uh, you said it was really good. And so I, I cut remember you did the one with the candle. That was the first one I did. Yeah. yeah. I actually visually thought it was pretty cool. Did it in a candle through a mirror. So I did like the reflection video. Yeah. I was trying to make it all. You blew, you blew it out. The blew it at the end, so, yeah. so I got that one and I sent it to. Because to, the, the, the Dark Lord was kind of Nick and Matt's thing. Mm-hmm. And I was more thinking well let me just show it to tony and cody mm-hmm. you know tony's the boss right and um cody's like i like his delivery he's got that cadence of, of jake roberts and i think then they said well let's bring him in for some like basically a screen test that's that's kind of what it was mm-hmm. right yep so was it dallas was the first so time? and this was before christmas this was before christmas yeah, like yeah. Of, Fourth or fifth? I came in. Was it Dallas or Champagne? Before Champagne. Yeah, yeah. Champagne. Champagne. Yeah. So I came came in there, did the screen test uh, with Brandy. Or did I do them by myself first? And I then think, I did. Yeah, because I think what Cody was thinking was that Brandy was going to do the Nightmare Collective, and I think right off the bat the Bucks were like, "We want." Uh, I think they wanted. I think the original so, plan was Marty Skrull to be the leader of the Dark Order, and then they wanted Matt Hardy. Which then morphed, of course, to Luke Harper. So I think that you were kind of out of the equation because they had other guys mm, yeah. in mind. But Cody was the one who saw he liked the videos, or whatever, right? So so let's try these screen yeah. tests with Randy. And then I did it, and they liked it, and they loved the back of my head, and <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it went from there. And um, I mean, it's still trying to was trying to see where I think about I fit in with that a little bit at the beginning. I still think that it was a good idea with that group. I just it was tough for me being in like the women's division because couldn't really touch or do anything with the right. Girls. You were kind of just like this mascot. Yeah, I thought it was cool that at least there was a spot for you because it did at least get you on got, camera. Got me in there. Yeah, but yeah. the thing was, like we said, December fourth or fifth or tenth or whatever is to March eleventh. 
there was a lot of tests that you had to pass to, yeah. to get signed. Yep, just did everything I needed to do, everything asked, and which is what I still will do all the time. And yeah, anything thrown at me, I totally did my but, best. But it wasn't made easy for you. It was not. No. Right. Which is uh, 100% the opposite of what everybody online thinks. Well, everyone thinks, right. oh, he's Jericho's friend. He's got, yeah, but I would ne- we would never do yeah, that. This is what I, the, my only, I don't even get involved in that. The only, the only time I say anything to anybody, if that was the case, I would have been a WWE a long time ago. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Or you would have been in AEW October 2nd when we when debuted. started. 2019. But, like, I would have been, if he was going to give out jobs to all his buddies, we all would have been right. with you way back then. Yeah, and that's not how it works. You know what I mean? And I. Neither one of us would want that. No, I the, the one one thing I said right off the bat, and I've said it to everybody that that I know, because I don't really you know tell mm. strangers all this stuff, but I'm like, I respect this more than anything because I feel like I earned like you, I earned you it. You did earn it. So, because that's the, I I told because uh, what I would because obviously I, I know what you can do, and when people see this guy come in, you know who's this guy? I would go talk to. Jim Ross and obviously the Excalibur and Taz like here's his story hmm. here's what he's done and then that's that's all you gotta say and then let him do the rest so I thought it was just really cool that you really did earn it because I didn't I brought in five guys here Moxley Dean Malenko recruited Matt Hardy Jake Hager and you that's it that's a pretty that's a great it's a pretty good Track I was gonna say that's also a very great group to be in with, right? Be- so it's not like oh here's so and so that's been on TV once and just sits backstage and eats catering. That's not what you would want or I would want. So, no. anyways, it was a great day when you signed that contract. Oh my god! Better when like you know twenty minutes later the world ended. But you know, anyways, it's it, it would because you earned it, but you didn't just earn it through that four, four month period of being here. You've earned it through the last thirty years. All right, so I want to talk about your time in Japan and also about uh, the Luther character. But first, I know something a lot of us have been doing while stuck at home during this pandemic is cleaning out closets and garages. And I know you're probably in the same boat that I am. you got a lot of stuff that you just don't use anymore and you don't know what to do with it. Uh, I've got three kids. We had all kinds of sports gear, toys, clothes, uh, outdated devices that the kids had just outgrown. And you know what I did? I downloaded the Mercari app and sold them all. Mercari is an app that makes selling the stuff you no longer use or need Super fast and super easy. That's why it's called the selling app. So you round up the stuff you want to sell, take a few pictures, add a description, and boom, boom, your item is listed. Mercari will even email you a shipping label when it sells. Everything ships so you don't have to deal with awkward meetups with strangers. No face-to-face, no in-person meetings, uh, no masks. It's all safe and socially distanced, of course. The Mercari app is over 600,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating. That's great. And with millions of people using the Macari app in all 50 states, the stuff really sells. So why not give it a try? Sell or buy almost anything on Mercari. Uh, you can find Mercari on the App Store or, uh, or Mercari.com. It's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Mercari, the selling app. Get rid of your unwanted gems now. I want to talk about a couple of the other experiences that you had where things were kind of removed Un, uh, not anything that you did just times changing because it happens so many times every time every time yeah every time but let's but let's start with the Dr. Luther character like you know I know we, we all know you started in Stampede and, mm. and um, 
we basically started going to Japan around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I went one tour, and I think you got the next tour because there was a guy in Calgary. I went a year later. A year later, okay. yeah. But there was a guy who was like an agent, and he was getting guys booked from Calgary. There was a connection there. That's, we don't need to get into that, but tell us about how you created the idea of the Luther character. So when they came to watch us, right, they came to watch you and Lance, right? Right, spar. and we were best buds, so I brought yeah, we were, you in to like kind of spar with us, and then you got uh, you got I, the gig, and I did. But actually, I came in to watch, remember? Because oh. I was wanting to kind of maybe, I was on the bo- borderline of wanting to quit, because you know, it was like, we weren't getting tons of gigs. And this is only like two or three, three when did you start? 89, 87? 87. Okay, so this is about 90, yeah. so this is, yeah, three or four years later. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you're supposed, was it Randy Rudd and then some other dude? So we, we went to this, there was like a... Um, it was like a community, a community like, like condos. You would go yeah. to like you know, I don't what what, what did you used to live with the, the all the cats used to live with like some kind the, of like you know the, all the condos the yeah condo be like, community welcome center. to Mercury Manor and you'd go in the <laughs> gate and there'd be eight hundred condos and a bunch yeah. of dudes and chick whatever and it's the place where they'd have the ping pong tables set up it was the, it was the community that. center yeah so they had a ring set up in there that he set up just for this just for this and it was yeah. it was basically a live audition. For Sakai, yeah, Sakai worked for Gong Magazine, Gong Magazine, and FMW as yeah. like their scouting like talent agent. relations yeah. or whatever. So he came over from Japan to scout Calgary because Calgary always had the reputation of having great wrestlers and mm-hmm. deservedly so. We all trained in Japan, loved Calgary, but loved Calgary yeah. and would send their boys to Calgary. And if you train in Calgary, you automatically had street cred. Yeah, so time. yeah, so so continue. So. You're like, hey, come. We have this thing. You should come. And I remember saying, like, I don't want to. Don't really didn't really want to go, but you're my you're my bro. So of course, you know, I'm gonna go. So I go meet meet them, and I'm just gonna watch. And then um, it's me and Lance and Randy Rudd. Lance, and Lance and I can't remember that. Was it Gills Pie? Steve no, Gilspie, like, it was like a guy that you trained. Jim Peterson or something. No, it was the dude who had was always real nasty. Smelling wise, yeah. Colin Hawes, yes. Why the hell? Was I think he, it was. Yeah, I think he it was used him. to wear sweatpants to wrestling yes, school. And that's it would always the, be stinky. I had to wear his stuff to wrestle. Oh my gosh, you'd wear Colin Hawes stinky dude. sweatpants. Yes. That, that so right he there, showed up. Deserve a Colin track. He, he showed up with the like in on crutches, and he's like, "My." I, did something to my ankle the night before and you're like and i remember you coming up and being like hey can you can you wrestle and i was like i didn't bring any stuff and you're like well you can wear his stuff and i was like dude <laughs> like he was a nice guy don't get me wrong my he's, neighbor's a nice guy doesn't mean he should be wearing stinky sweats his, <laughs> he's not the cleanest dude around he had ba- bad uh, uh hygiene show we it say. was bad so i was like Falling oh my hogs. god I was like, you owe me, dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently, I really didn't. Cause, so we did a match. So, yeah. uh, so I had to borrow this dude's stuff, which if you threw his stuff against the wall, it would stick to it. <laughs> so it was pretty gross. Anyway, we do a match. We talk, Which was easy because I worked with you and Lance all the time. Yes. On, so We worked all the indie shows. Oh, it was all in California. It was always and, me and somebody against you yeah. guys usually. Because we always had great matches. Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't have to really plan anything. Like, it's just yeah. we're doing our match. I think that kind of helped because we were all on, all in sync. And it was almost like a no people match, like we were having now. It totally was. Yeah, it Same was in thing. front of three people. Yeah, Those, and one of them was Sakai. Sakai, the agent, and uh, Colin Haas were there. That was it. <laughs> Sakai, the man who shan't be named, <laughs> and Colin Haas was there. <laughs> I just don't want to name him. Uh, he's been named enough. Yeah, exactly. He's had more than enough uh, publicity. 
so, so we had our match, and then at the, it was kind of later. He didn't. They didn't really say anything. I think we were almost going to be. I think Titan was there too, because Titan, Titan was already is, in. See, I don't remember. God, yeah, the late Rick Titan was already. Because I remember there's a picture of you, me, Lance. Titan. That was later. Oh, okay, gotcha. We. That's when the man who shouldn't be named was trying to act. Oh like yeah, a we were like way. we were like and Fred's boys. Yeah, or whatever, yeah, brought us in for yeah. this photo shoot thing, and that was one of the photos. Right. Which is actually a great photo. I it guess. is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had the match, and so the, we had the match, and then we're leaving. And then the guy asked me; he came over to talk to me, and he said it was really good. And then his words were, "Onita will really like to wrestle with you," which I didn't even know who that was. Right, right. And I was like, "Huh?" And they're like, "We want to like offer you to bring you over," and I was like, "On the spot?" Yeah, it was like later that night. But I was like, "What the f- what?" And then once again, like, but I've been told from like Langley and stuff so many times, you're going play. Like, you're going so, to Germany. So I never really got super hyped. Like, I obviously was like, well, okay. Because you probably don't even know if this guy's legit. Yeah, I right. don't know anything. And, and, just, and just, just for background, so a lot of times in Calgary, guys would say, okay, get me your passport. You're going to Germany in two dude, weeks. So many times Africa. I was told that. And me too. All of us. So many. Well, that's what got me blackballed. Right. Because right, I would right. tell you, tell all of these guys, like, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. You get, Len got blackballed in the Calgary yeah. scene because he would tell guys that the, the, the guys in charge are basically full of shit. So you see Sakai, he comes over and. Yeah, and then they're like, but his exact words are like, oh, Anita would really like to wrestle with you. And I, I don't know who the hell that is. I know who Colin Hawes is, but I don't know who Onita is. <laughs> but I was, so I was like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then it wasn't, then he took some pictures. Then he's like, come back. I think it was the next day, come back, and we want to take photos, some kind of photo, because he mm. was still there. And that was one of the photos that was, uh, when I first went, I got a full page in Gong Magazine, which was really cool. So and then, Sakai obviously took a real liking to you because he worked yeah. for Gong Magazine. He was yep. the editor or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So they took some photos. And so I remember showing up with sunglasses and a, I had borrowed a blazer from Fred, which, you know, how big he was, barely fit me. Yeah, he was like three feet tall. Yeah, yeah and like 110 pounds. But so, because I didn't own any dress clothes or nothing like that. So I wore this blazer, slicked my hair back and wore some sunglasses and took some pictures in front of a piece of paper because they didn't have a contract or anything there so yeah. in front of a piece of paper like I'm signing something <laughs> and but that's <laughs> then that ran in a, in a magazine and then when they showed me I was like okay this is real yeah like and then um, they're like okay you need to get a, uh, you need to get a new name because at the time I'm wrestling as luscious Lenny St. Clair right kind of like and it's not really you know vicious name or like right a luscious Lenny yeah, yeah. I was I guess it was kind of like a Brutus Beefcake-ish. I don't know. It's the 80s type thing. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay. So I remember like Silence of the Lambs was really big. And so at the time too, like I know I knew FMW only from you. Knew nothing about it, and Titan told us too because we were really Titan, close to Titan. I, too. I, I right. still didn't really. But know. But I'd only been there once, and I was such a wannabe trying to get back. Like I was trying to everything I could do to get back there. But you guys were supposed to. But you know what the thing is when you went, you guys were really green. Yeah, super green, super green. Thirty nine matches I had. It was probably terrible. You're good enough to go. Well, yeah, whatever. But you went, and I remember that's why they came to watch because they remember they said we'll come back in a year, go back to Calgary for a year, wrestle, and then we'll come back. Mm. But you did get to go back. Well, that's fine. With, well, let's with Lance Storm too. <laughs> Eric Freeze. <laughs> so tell me, so 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 you, so what? Silence Lambs is popular. So Silence Lambs is popular. I still don't know really. I didn't really know 
I don't think we really knew what like hardcore was it or wasn't a thing. Back death then. matches yeah. or whatever you want to call. Them. Like I knew nothing about FMW. I didn't know anything about the gimmicks they run with or anything really. All I was told was to get something kind of. And I don't know if this was lost in some of the translations, but they were like sort of like scary or like mean. Mm. So I was like scary or mean. Like so, I took that literally because I do take everything literally, which you know it's like probably not right. good. But so I was like, okay, scary. So I'm gonna get a. You don't weird, literally mean it. I don't literally. You don't literally say it, but the point should be clear. It should be clear. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I was like, okay. So I, I mean, I got a piece of paper and I wrote all kinds of stuff down, like every kind of horror movie person at the time. But then that came out and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I could wear the straight jacket, like have a straight jacket and go out and I won't have to do too much. Talk. Like then I thought about talking, like, I don't know, like I wasn't sure if I should talk like him in the movie, like mm. do quotes from okay, it. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. But then I was like, are they even going to know what that is? Like, mm. So anyway, it got to the, and this was really quick. Like it was within a week I was leaving type thing. Like it was really fast, right? So I was like, shoot. So I didn't, I got my mom to make a straight jacket. And then I just, I can't remember where I got that coverall. They, dude, those coveralls for one thing. Remember the first ones I went with, those green ones? They were kind of a little small for me, but they were like winterized because they're they're <laughs> winter coveralls for Calgary, so they're insulated. You know how yeah, much right. I I sweated my balls off because this was like things. kind of spring, early summer, and in Japan yeah. it needs hundred degrees. It was hot, and it was, those things were so insulated, <laughs> and it was it was crazy. So I had those for a couple tours until I like just went and bought another pair of coveralls. But I was like, until you figure out you can take the insulation out. So so your first, you put the coveralls on. Who? who Straight I jacket. The, cover, the straight jacket got from my mom. She she made me a, a awesome, great seamstress. Awesome. Yeah, let me uh, just say this. Hold on. Your mom was so great in the early days of like I was always about different costume, different costume. Oh, yeah. She made and made so them much great stuff. Fast and great stuff. Yeah. So she was really integral in, in my ascension in the business because I really believe it's because I always had cool shit. A lot of the guys around. I mean, I had all kinds of You had of the stuff. best stuff though. You're such a yeah. And then I, I got to make four four outfits for Leonard <laughs> and then I might have time to make yours. <laughs> and then I had like four pairs of boots. Like I was I had everything, man. I was set. Um help me on those barely wrestling shows. Yeah. So, uh which is funny because then when I went to Japan, I didn't. I wore coveralls, which I had all these awesome tights. <laughs> well, that's like, like you said earlier, but it's about the part you, they needed you to play. It's about the part it needed to play, and like I'll do whatever I need to do, right? So she makes me that, and I was like, I took some goalie pads I had, and that's what I use the straps for. And then I needed a mask, so one of my buddies, I got uh, a football mask from him, and then we just was it Leighton Jans? It was not Leighton. <laughs> But me and Leighton, remember when me and, me and you and Leighton Jet, we'd get a limo. We'd go to the Copa with we'd Lola go, Falana. Oh, uh, we'd go to the world and elsewhere. <laughs> but yeah, but your first version, and like you said, you made this very quickly, was the straight jacket your mom made and like yeah. a, a football mask. A football mask with the Velcro straps on the back, which actually became kind of my look for a long time mm. until it got stolen on a show. Which really? Was crazy. Yeah, one of the big. World Tag Team Tournament show when we were wrestling Boulder and Gladiator. Uh, one of the young girls at the end of the night was in the back and she was crying. And I can't remember who, someone was yelling at her. I don't remember who it was, um, one of the higher ups. 
and she was like super i was like shoot homegirl's getting in trouble and then they came into the room like her and i think ito and someone else and they're like she lost your mask and i was like what because I used to run, when I'd come in through the door, I'd run around and chase everybody. And people would run screaming from you. This screaming. is no joke. No. Uh, people would run screaming from you. We're going to show some videos. I got some old videos. They're all on VHS, so I'll get them transferred over. I'm sure they'll put them on the TV here. But um, they would run. Like scre- like Godzilla's coming through. That's the truth. a bad term to use. But it's, it's not. Like, I remember watching your matches where you were on the ring, on the, on the ring apron in a tag match. And you would just turn and look at the crowd. And take off. They would run. Yeah. And this is no. This is no wrestling exaggeration, guys. This is real they shit. They were terrified of you. Yeah, terrified. And I didn't have a stick. I didn't have a sword. I didn't. It was just me. Facial expressions. Yeah. yeah. And they were scared to death. I'm so. She came in. She so I would throw my mask off, kind of drop behind me, and they'd out, the young girls would always pick it up. And then young my, girls, young boys, meaning young the, boy, the rookies around the ringside. Yeah, yeah, and it was usually the girls that chased the the gaijing around right. and get our stuff so and then i take my jacket off and then it would just fall and go but i guess there's so many people and there's chaos because we were just attacking those guys and fighting. she just lost the mask so but i wasn't upset i mean stuff right, happens right, right? Yeah. so it goes on from there another story like about the believing it i remember it was like i can't remember if it was near the end of my first tour or the beginning of my second tour sexy muscle ricky fuji uh, bring <laughs> sexy muscle. Uh, hold on, uh, Ricky Sutton Fuji. Who would ask me such great questions as, "How many pairs of sunglasses you have, brother?" <laughs> what? He's a stud, though. <laughs> He's a great guy, Ricky Fuji. Sexy muscle. Ricky I think Fuji. wasn't that his sex, your sexy it muscle? Might as well, yeah. <laughs> it is today. <laughs> so what does sexy muscle but it's say? More like sexy muscle. <laughs> sexy muscle, brother. <laughs> I love Ricky Fuji. <laughs> so what did he say? Uh, so he came in with like three or four of the young girls. And uh, I think K- K- Megumi Kudo was there and someone else. Oh, Megumi Kudo. Wow. Yeah. So they came in. She was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me wrong. Uh, so anyway, so they come in and, you know, you don't really talk to them when they're there or anything. They don't really speak a lot of English. No. and know? But, I mean, they kind of keep them away, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a young girl kind of, I don't know how to, I want to say like assigned to me, I guess, for like a better. To be your assistant. Yeah, thing. so she'd come in and braid my hair every, before my match. Well, you had long, you used to have long hair. Long you had hair. super long hair. Yeah, so she came you in. You don't and, anymore. I do not. <laughs> rub it in, man. Your hair looks, you're having good hair days. I look good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have hair envy. I think I told you that one day. I was like. Damn you, man. You used to have long hair. Yeah. Jet black, raven. Jet black. Black area. Super long. And so she came in and like braided my hair all the time. Um, spoke no English other than Russo hair. Yeah, Russo. And so then there's, we talked about this earlier about the L's in Luscious Lenny, but Luther would be pronounced Rusa. And I can even see how it's written in Katakana, which is the Japanese uh, uh-huh. alphabet. Rusa. Yeah, Rusa. Dr. Rusa. Yeah. All right, I want to hear the story about the name uh, Rusa after I say a quick thanks to one of the uh, fine Talk is Jericho sponsors that makes this show possible twice a week, and that's Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Home today is so much more than it was yesterday, uh, but at Rocket Mortgage, home is still all about you. During these challenging times we're all experiencing, the top priority at Rocket Mortgage is the health and safety of the communities they serve. And while things are changing quickly every day, one thing that will never change is their team's commitment to giving you the best mortgage experience possible. 
That's why if you need mortgage support, their team of experts is there to answer questions and offer solutions. They understand that hardships happen and they're here to help you. Whether that means working with you to save money on your mortgage or finding a new way to navigate payments, uh, if you have questions, the team at Rocket Mortgage has all the answers. They know how important your home is to you because you are important to them. If you need mortgage assistance, the home loan experts at Rocket Mortgage are available to help 24 hours a day, seven days a week from their home to yours. The team at Rocket Mortgage is with you. Visit rocketmortgage.com slash Jericho to learn more. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Jericho. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Where'd you come up with Luther, by the way? Oh, so um, that was on... Oh, anyway, before I get to that, outside. So they, so Ricky brings them in because they wanted... And they were super scared. And I'm like, totally just me. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And they're like, got super big-eyed and staring at me because they thought that my ring character was, was real. me. Was real. Yeah. Like, I was the real demented guy they brought over. But they wanted to come and see because... When I left the building, like in the locker room, I was totally normal. But as soon as I would leave that locker room, I was in character. Like if yeah, you're I like, went you're out like to the Ozzy hallway, or Alice Cooper. As soon as you leave the dressing room, you turn into this other. Even person. if I went out to the hallway, which didn't, I didn't ever really go out to watch matches, but a couple times I, I did. I would act my character in case someone saw me. Right. Um, but going to the bus, I would go in gear, or I put my street clothes on and then put the coverall stuff over top. And then coming back or going to the arena and leaving, I'd always be in character. Yeah. Um, even getting on the bus, if if fans try to gather around me, I'd spin around with my bag and like try to like chase them away and stuff. But then once in a while, I would sign autographs because I remember one time being denied and it, <laughs> it tormented me forever. <laughs> right, so right, I was right, like, till hey, today, there's little kids I would always sign up. So where did Luther come from? So Luther came from on the plane. Going over, I was like, "Hey, I still didn't have a, didn't really have a name." Yet. What are they saying in the oh. magazines? Your name is Lenny Sinclair. Um, so they put this little. I think the first picture they put in was small, and I think they used my that name. And then the bigger one was Doctor Luther because I came up with it just before time, I yeah. left. I didn't have the full gimmick. I was still on the plane when I was coming up with the full gimmick. But the name I got because I was like, "How about Hannibal Lecter?" And then they're like, "Oh, you can't use Lecter." So then I was like, "Okay, Luther, Luther, Luther," and then I was like. Two things came to my mind right away was, uh, well, there's Lex Luthor. And, um, Luther Vandross. Close. Oh, okay. What, what's the other one? Luther from uh, The Warriors. Come out and play. Oh, right. That's his name. He was, Warriors. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, one uh, of our favorite movies. We even yeah. named your brother Ajax, Ajax the from the movie because he vaguely resembled yeah. uh, James well, Remar. We were younger, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, um, I never knew that. You got yeah, that from Luther. So it was like, okay, he was a Warriors. great villain. Yeah. Right. And he kind of had that whiny scream thing, which I kind of do wrestling Mm -hmm. now, too. So let's kind of cherry pick a little bit from that. So uh, and then I was like, okay, so I can go with Luther. So for the first couple tours, I was actually Dr. Hannibal Luther. Like I had the full long name. Yeah. And then um, one night I was at home and like three thirty in the morning, I get a call and um, it's Tarzan Goto. And he said he want they two things. They wanted me to drop my agent, which... Who's the man to, who shan't be named. Yeah, don't have to ask me twice. Yeah, and we don't have to say anymore that he actually tried to cause heat between us. So, yeah, he should With everybody. Yeah. Um, so he came over to Japan one time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, 
flew himself over, but said they flew him over, oh, which was, the why worst. would they fly? And then he kept telling all of us to bow in front of him. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? Was like, Dude, yeah. Okay, so, guys, hold on. This is some little idiot that uh, really... Uh, he's a troll. He's a troll. And he would yeah. make himself come off like he was the leader and we can't even get we have so much he to even, talk about he even tried to come off as a like wrestler on his Dude, own show he made us drive from calgary to vancouver for to nothing. pick up our work visas for nothing that weren't there oh we have to go to tijuana he knew they weren't there we drove 12 hours Dude, how about when just, we get into the office and they didn't even know who he was talking no about. idea nothing so anyways so the, so so the so troll he, will come he, he he flies over to Japan on his own dime, but says he's got all these, and he wanted you to guys. bow on him. Yeah, so he's wanting to do all these new contracts, contracts with everybody. So I don't even know what he's talking to them about because he won't tell us. Because his thing is, I own these guys. That's what he tells, aka Luther Titan. Uh, I wasn't there at the time, though. I wish that was Jericho, Lance Storm, yep. all the guys from Calgary. This troll was the leader of. Yep. So he asked you to bow and so he would tell us like or it, I, I know he told me I can't remember if he told Titan or not, but he was like, "Hey, bow for me," and I was like, "What?" He's like, "Bow in front of me," and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Because it's a sign of respect, because like I'm your boss," and it's like you bow for them. I go, "But that's their thing. That's and not you're our not thing." My boss, right? <laughs> and so it's like I'm not gonna bow. And so he got super choked at me and like choked. How como is that? <laughs> De Como. De Como. Um, I love Como. So, so, yeah, so you told him F off. I was like, I was so like, what did no, Tarzan I, Godo say, though? Drop your agent. Oh, so Tarzan Godo is like, drop your agent. We want to bring in another guy. And I was like, oh. Uh, oh, actually, this is, he, drop the agent was actually the next tour. So it wasn't the same one. I forgot. So uh, this one was about bringing another guy. We want to bring another guy. We want him to look like you. And I was like, what? Because that seemed, seemed weird. Right, we want him to be like you, and we want we're gonna call him uh, Hannibal. And it's like, well, I'm Doctor Hannibal Luther, and you want him to look like me? What? Like, and, and, and a weird Japanese, and, right? And the English wasn't like dead on, so I was trying to still. His English was actually really good. Yeah, but um, is he still with us? I think so. Okay, gotcha. So I kind of was like. Trying to figure out what they're talking about. And then I realized they want to call him Hannibal, like take my first name and call him Hannibal and then shorten me to Dr. Luther. And then they said they want to bring in another guy to just take all, like basically all the bumps and to keep me strong. So I was like, oh, so I have a can, I'm in a group with the cannon fodder guy and then me. So I was like, okay. So they're like, so then our agent. It's like, I want 10 names. Give me 10, 10 people. Well, first off, he's like, who do you want to go? So, like, Boris, you're there. Other well, let me there. just interject here. I was, like, so wanting to go back to Japan. And, and you, you went like, up with gimmick after gimmick. After <laughs> you gimmick. went, like, 10 times. And I was like, here's my favorite one. And this is classic at the time. We're great friends. We're brothers. And I was like, when you went over there, because I was expecting when. when well, you did pretty good. Well, I was expecting when, when, when you went over there, all they'd be talking about was how great I was. I remember one time I said, like, have they mentioned me? And you went, uh, no, they haven't. And I was just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> so, Len, have they mentioned me? Uh, no. <laughs> Dude, they never even talked to me, so I don't know. 
Like, the whole time I was there, I talked to Anita like maybe twice. So you had 10 examples or 10 to names to be your part. I was one of them. There's a picture yeah. of us. There is a picture. We did audition pictures. And, we, <laughs> and this is old school pictures where you can't just take them on your cell phone. You got to take we a picture on like a, done. like a wind, 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 yeah. wind, wind, take them to the pharmacy. The one the, hour photo. Yeah. And you go back like, oh, this picture is rad. Let's send it in. And I didn't get the gig. Because um, the agent denied it. <laughs> so I had every guy on my list denied. Who was on your list? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. You were on it. Lazenby? Lazenby was on it. I think everybody in our group takes. Callus. Everybody was there. Storm. Ward I put on Okay. There. Gillespie was number 10. Wow. He was a Calgary guy. And Gillespie was a Calgary guy. And yeah. he passed away recently. God bless Gillespie. But he was actually probably and, the best guy for the job if you needed a punching bag. He could bump. That's you know, he was, yeah. yeah. So, and and I thought, like, of all the guys, I was getting no, 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 and I was like, oh, he kept trying to push. He was kept trying. Who to did push. the agent want? Who did the troll want? He kept trying to push, 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 and I kept saying no. This guy named Luscious Bubbles. Oh yeah, it was a little fatso. Yeah, his buddy. Yeah. So I was like, there's no way. I was like, I'm giving you. And all by the way, guys, names, hold on, think, guys think, hold on, think about this. This is his actual wrestling name. Luscious bubbles. Well, I remember being on a show that he put on. <laughs> that um, how much of that last pull did you get in your mouth? And you dude, <laughs> I just spilt like the whole the whole. Tried- <laughs> <laughs> so I have it filled up right to the friggin' rim. Fill it to the rim. Well, you can put on. You can't put on a table. What's wrong with you? No, it's, it's it's don't put on a table. It's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. So now I'm just putting my putting my arm in it. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Don't say I the swore. F word, Lusa. I just swore. He it's wanted. He wanted less my image now. Listen, here's the thing. I don't want to spend so, the whole much, too much time on this. We don't <laughs> so give anyways, a shit. So I, he, I was on a show and I was wrestling as Luscious Lenny St. Clair. He's like, I can't call you that. And I was like, what? He's like, I'm calling you Lethal Lenny. And I was like, that's not what I've been wrestling. He goes, no, because I have Luscious Bubbles. Because you're dressed like a kind of like a like a very outlandish like yeah. character, like a fashion guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh so i was like all right so i became less so i was like and that guy was the, sh- totally the shits like yeah, terrible so- um so i was like you're saying no to all these guys that can work that are friends of mine that i would like to travel with if i have to travel and you're saying no because you want me to take your you buddy no power no but to us like i thought he did yeah, at the yeah. time this is like in the first two years of our career right? you know what i mean so i'm like ugh. but let me ask this hold on let's just cut off about that guy how big was the character of Dr. Luther in Japan in the early 90s? And put your humbleness aside. After my like second or third show, we went on the bus. And you know the bus when you walk on, you'd have there'd be hundreds of people or around, around the bus. Around the bus, yeah. I don't know. It was packed. Yeah. You know? And FMW's drawn pretty good crowds. It's like FMW was hot. Town, so this is the original kind of ECW style hardcore. Way before we did right. all that stuff. Before way before any of these. The original, people, yeah, yeah. You know, that's why to this day I'm like, oh, what are these guys? But I was like, dude, like realistically, like I'm grandfathered in as one of the starters. No, but you, of you this. are the original death dealer in a lot you of know? ways. So what's your point? Your point? When so people- anyway, I got on the bus and they're just chanting the whole crowd my name constantly, like. Wouldn't shut up. And I remember Boulder looking back and all of them, like Boulder just dropped his. Horace Boulder, Hulk Hogan's nephew. It was like, and, and Gladiator, Mike Austin was there and they're like, holy shit. And they were like, look, and it was like, 
Can you believe? And I was like, what? Like to me, I just like really cool, but I didn't like they've never done this. And like, and then Titans like they've never chanted people like this. And here's the thing. And once again, you're talking about the Japanese culture, which is I love. We love Japan. We've been there. 20, 30. I've been there Love 60 it. times, whatever. But the fact that you came in there and scared them, you earned their respect, and they were chanting Luther. Mm-hmm. They loved the Dr. Luther character. Like, we would love Michael Myers in the original Halloween yeah. or Art the Clown and Terrifier. Pinhead. Yeah. We're scared of these characters, but if they came by, you'd be like, hi, Pinhead. Yeah, totally. You're awesome. <laughs> like, And this is the thing. Like, like this, We could do seven parts of this show, and we will. But my point is, in Japan, you had a niche, and you became champion in Japan. And there's no real now. There's like tons of like um, horror movie characters. Yeah, but when yeah, I yes. went, there was none. But we we talked about this. A lot of copies after. But you won a title in FMW. My fourth match. I think it was right after all your this. For, your that, fourth tour. My fourth match. Your fourth match in your first tour. Yeah. Now it's hard. To, like, dude. You don't win a title in a Japanese company as a foreigner. You can't say gaijin anymore because that's derogatory. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yes. Oh. Uh, that's unbelievable. Your fourth match. Your fourth four match, matches in? Four matches in. I wrestled Mr. Gonoski my first match, and then I don't remember the rest. But I remember. Who, was, who did you win the title from? Um, Weta. Oh, my gosh. The worst, it, it, I won the title in the worst match in wrestling history. My first was match terrible. in FMW was against Weta. Terrible. Weda, which is spelled U-E-D-A, was a kickboxer who had zero wrestling experience, didn't want what wrestling experience. was a champion kickboxer? Yeah. I was good. But, right? Yeah, but he wasn't good at wrestling, no. which is what... No. I remember, I'll tell you my first... My very, and was an ass. Well, yeah, my very first... I'm 20 years old. Yeah, we were young, man. Very young. My first match ever in FMW was a six-man main event. Kleiss... <laughs> Which I still call you to this Kleiss, day. That's me, Chris Runtz, which is Lance, and Mark Starr versus Onita, Sambo. Oh, I love Sambo. Sambo Osaka and Wada. Such a nice guy. And Wada was the worst. He was beating the shit out of me. Finally, I heard there's no rules. I went to the floor. I grabbed a chair. I hit him in the head as hard as he could. He was like Mongo from uh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> Why'd you do that? He killed me. So Wada was not great. So you won the title from him. I... Won the title. Um, it was terrible. I'm not going to lie about it. It's on YouTube probably. I don't know. But if people, it's it's the drizzling shit. But this is your fourth match, dude. My fourth match in. He was so bad. I couldn't do anything with him, which you can attest. You've He's wrestled terrible. him. So I literally choked him out. So they put me in a strat match with this guy. A strat match with a kickboxing champion? With a kickboxing champion. And you choked him out? Was, so I just choked him out. That's what their Stu Hart powers, brother. <laughs> Did you so, really choke him out? Yeah, in like a minute and something into the match. Were like, you no. supposed to? Not till like way later, but it's like, this guy's the shits. <laughs> How old are you, 22? <laughs> yeah. He's probably like 40 going, I'm not the shits. I won 75 kickboxing titles. Well, he didn't win that night. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. I want you to fast forward to the time when you were in the ring with world heavyweight champion... Leon Spinks. Oh, my God, yes. So, so, no, Leon, sorry, Leon Sphinks? Leon Spinks. Sorry, not Sphinx. He doesn't uh, run Egypt. Tell us what that guy said to you after you've been in a match with him. So he'd hang out in the back. He brought his his, his manager. I talked to like, his manager hung out all the time because he needed like a handler all the time. But he was super nice to me. Um, and and all this guy he, with no front teeth. No front teeth. 
he knocked the dude's teeth out in the ring. Like, he still had power. And all he'd always say to me is, you're crazy, man. Luther, you're crazy. <laughs> That's it. That's all he'd ever say. <laughs> or he'd say stuff that I didn't know. I have a, I he had a very... I tell you what he was saying. But, 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 <laughs> you're crazy, Luther. <laughs> and he'd be in, you'd be in the ring... Because he knew you as a real guy. Yeah. But he couldn't And discern. as soon as we started wrestling, he would just literally be big-eyed and stare at me. And I have one picture of me going to tag him where he's just staring at me big-eyed. Because he couldn't understand the difference he between the difference. backstage Lenny yeah. and in-the-ring Luther. Didn't, couldn't get it. Couldn't wrap his head around it. <laughs> so Dr. Luther was a big hit in Japan. But let's talk about the reason why it ended for you in FMW. And we'll do that after I tell everyone how I started my day today with a great big bowl of blueberry magic spoon cereal. I love it. It tastes great. It really does. And of course, I use my promo code Jericho to get free shipping at magicspoon.com whenever I have to order more. And I know you're wondering what's so great about cereal that it's become my new go-to breakfast in the morning. Well, one taste of magic spoon, and you won't be asking that question anymore. The cereal is delicioso. It's not full of sugar and junk that you shouldn't eat because magic spoon is keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO free. I'm all about the blueberry flavor, like I said, but Magic Spoon also makes a cocoa flavor, fruity flavor, frosted flavor, all those great flavors. My kids love the frosted Magic Spoon, as a matter of fact. We've all been told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, so let Magic Spoon hook you up with 12 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs for serving and zero sugar. Start your day the right way by eating a good breakfast. Go to magicspoon.com slash Jericho. Get yourself a variety pack today and be sure to use my promo code Jericho at checkout so you can get free shipping too. Magic Spoon is back with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Say yes to deliciousness at magicspoon.com slash Jericho and use the promo code Jericho to get free shipping too. Thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring Talk is Jericho and the official breakfast of Le Champion. So the point was Luther in Japan was 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 a big hit. Yeah, right. I think so. So what was the reason why it ended in FMW? Because FMW continued long after you left. So I on one of the tours had I did a drop kick off the top rope, uh, which I used to do every night. That was right. one of my things. Because you were a very agile, an early version of a high flyer. Yeah, I used to yeah. do lots of tobes, lots of dives. We did a front flip off the top rope tonight, which I've never done so whatever so, so i get it there you go you're a hot shot I, yeah eh. so go ahead so what happened i'm a just as god made me sir <laughs> shout out to the great uh, paul uh, benedict that's a good pull <laughs> <laughs> so what happened if i'm trouble so. you <laughs> oh my god my cheeks hurt so uh i uh what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I was asking you what happened with Luther, and you mentioned Paul Benedict. Oh, no, hold on. Okay. Who did you mention? Paul, Paul, listen, if you thought Leon Sphinx was weird in FMW, Paul Benedict came, which is, of course, is a roper in the Three's Company. Not. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> was he on the Jeffersons? <laughs> yes. What happened at FMW was, so I did this drop kicks off the oh, top. Oh, drop, drop, right. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, I think it was Horace Boulder. Hulk Hogan's nephew. Hulk Hogan's nephew. I, I think it was that match. Was it that match? Anyways, I did a drop kick off the top, and I didn't, you know when you hit and you spin and you do like a front bump? Yeah. Right? 
So I remember hitting, for some reason I did not get the spin in, and I landed down almost like a side plank. Mm. And it drove my arm straight up to my shoulder. So I basically dislocated my shoulder oh, yeah. on that time. So I, I have the tape somewhere, I think, too. So, because they used to like tape it or confiscate tape. I can't remember, but I got a version of this handheld. But you can see where I get up and my shoulder's like hanging. Yeah, dis- it's the Mel Gibson lethal weapon dislocated yes. shoulder, right? So I finished the match though. Like I, I every time I've ever gotten hurt, I've always finished. Yeah. Like I've never. That's what we're taught. I've never taken. Yeah. I've never been like pin me. Like yeah. I've we show always up in, gone in, in pandemics and we finish. Matches. Totally. That's what I we mean. Do. I even got a little bit banged up today. I still did everything. Well, we whatever. Still look good. Still do so whatever. Right. Good looking guy. And then, uh, as my mom tells me, I'm very handsome. Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> so you got. So up. I, uh, I, I finish, and then so every night on that tour. So then the next night, I like, dude. We didn't have KT tape. We didn't have fancy stuff like they got now, which is awesome. I mean, we had. You didn't have tape. doctors. No, we had. A, us and you didn't even have doctors at the shows no nothing right you know who used to work on me quite a bit ricky fuji would be like hold on that's sexy muscle sexy muscle whatever sexy so muscle. to this day one of the things that still traumatizes <laughs> me is i had sexy muscle crack my neck with a towel once that's the worst yes but Remember now jerry Moore used to do that but now i think back and i'm like what was sexy I muscle thinking? has no medical training. No, zero. He's sexy muscle asking how many sunglasses you have. Or how big's your fanny pack. Oh, my gosh. And that's not a joke, guys. Jerry Moore was the same. They would give you this thing where they would put yes. a towel around your, your, your chin. And then put your their feet on your shoulders. And, and then it, like back and forth, like back and back and back and And pull your neck back. Yeah. That's the last thing you should do. And I did that. Oh, my gosh. Well, how, used to, I did that once, but he used to also help me with my shoulder. How are we still alive? Anyways, know. go ahead. So sexy muscle. Vodka. <laughs> uh, that and a lot of, was it raspberry parfaits? <laughs> raspberry parfaits. <laughs> you know, we're going to do a two-parter. We're going okay. to do a two-parter. So, we're already, yeah, just keep going. So sexy and muscle. So sexy in. muscle. So anyways, every night, so the next night my arm would go up, popped out. As soon as I did a certain move, you could see it would just fall. Like I remember that. Dead. And But I'd still finish all my matches, still do everything. I taped the hell of it. I went through so much like hockey tape. And then they would pop it back in. And that, to pop it back in, like I would hang up and they'd push it down or you put like it hurt. Literally almost is like the Mel Gibson where yeah, you it figure was totally, out how to put it back. It was exactly it. You could push it against a yeah, wall and it would pop you in. You could put it back in yourself. And I can do that to this day, but it hurts a lot. Right. And it hasn't popped, knock on wood, it'll probably pop out tomorrow now. Right. But because um, once it goes out, it's just easy i remember one time you patted me on the back and it popped my out my shoulder out right, right, and i was right. like oh my god dude because you just got me it was the only time i ever patted you in the back only time ever and you got me right in the right spot because <laughs> you're so muscly <laughs> so powerful so anyway so my my shoulder kept going out and then i was like i need so i could not was getting no sleep because i was in so much pain like and this is also in japan right? yeah it was in you're japan. in a foreign country i was in a ton yeah. of pain wow. couldn't sleep um, I was like, so I told Ito, who used to handle all the foreigners, the referee, the referee handle the foreigners. And I was like, I need to go to a doctor. Like, at least I need pain, like something like I'm in tons of pain. Um, and I'd never asked for anything when I was there or really been hurt. Cause that's our generation, you know, that's what we do. but this was bad because it was every night. Like right. it was just popping out. And I, and 
you know, like I hadn't slept in days. Like I was just getting worn out. And yeah, just because you were hurt. Yeah, because yeah. I, it was just bad. Um, so they finally take me to a doctor, and it was super crowded. Like it was packed in, in Japan, in Japan. Or a small city. Or yeah, what? and it was not the cleanliest, and it was yeah. super packed. I got rushed through because I was a quote unquote celebrity. Um, so they put me through, but putting me through on celebrity status still meant like four hours, mm-hmm. right? And they take x-rays and they do this stuff. And then the doctor comes in and he sits down and he looks at me and he, and he says, your shoulders hurt. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That was his diagnosis. I was like, I could have saved five hours <laughs> and told you that. And five grand. Yeah. Yeah, good So call. I was like, I know it's hurt. So he gave me some pills and he's like, just take these and then don't use your arm or basically. And I was like, I have and like four more weeks of this tour to go. Because these tours would go like four, five, six weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I have a whole tour and there's no way I'm ever missing. I mean, the only reason I even asked to go get it looked at is I needed something that could help me. Yeah, pain. you're in major pain. I was. This is probably the most at the time that was the most painful thing I've ever had. Like, could not s- sleep or function basically. So, gave me some pain pills, which were gone in about three days. Thanks to all, all the, the other, other guys. Boys took them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, Austin and Bowler, and all these guys took all my stuff. I remember I, when I broke my arm at Smoky Mountain Wrestling. I was like, I'm not taking any pain pills. I just didn't want to do it. Brian Lee was showing a lot of respect for me. <laughs> Are you okay, brother? The first day? Well, the first well, time ever. When I came back to the yeah. venue in Knoxville. You okay, brother? Yeah, I'm okay. How's your arm? It's okay. They gave you any pain pills? Yeah. Did you take them? No. You can have them. Really? Here I am. 12 pain pills for Brian Lee. Nice. And they never spoke to you again after that? Nope. Never yeah. once. So was the point being... So, so the point being, you hurt your shoulder. Arm, I uh, went and got it done, and then... Um, the rest of that tour would pop out every night. It was, and then we went on the um, tag team world tur- tournament. Who was your? Oh, you and uh, yeah. Hannibal. Which you came in third, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> you got a bronze fake. You got a bro- tag team medal. But the biggest thing was we beat Onita in Cork and Hall, which was wow. a huge upset. Who pinned him? I did. I pinned. Uh, Who was new- Goto? No, it was the judo champion who won a bronze in the 88 Olympics. Oh, um, uh, Verchev. Verchev. Oh, you pinned you pin him? I pinned Verchev. How the f*** did you work with these guys that had no experience? Because they were all terrible. No, But have you ever seen the videos of me versus Verchev? I was 240 no, I pounds. Want... Yeah. And he'd throw me around like I was a rag. Oh, guy. I remember. He looked like a giant. Uh, he looked like, he was a, like a seven giant hockey bear. player. Yeah. Big mustache. But like 300 pounds of just giant. Cindy's first mustache. Cindy's first mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so, so my point is get to the point how yeah. did you end up leaving fmw oh, so anyway so i was hurt we did the tour and then i told him uh i needed to take a month off like i needed to rehab my shoulder right right and uh they did not like that because they're like well we, need, we want to book you on this next tour i was like i need a month i needed just give me one month. tour off and they're like okay and then the next month, I was like, didn't hear anything. So I call like, hey, I'm on the... And they were like, no, you're not on the next month after that. I was like, ah. Oh. So then I was like, the next month comes up. Hey, am I, am I booked on this next month? No, you're not on. And I was like... So they're being, they're being petty at this right, point. Right, right. So that's when uh, Mexico happened. Paco. I was going to go to Mexico. 
But then the peso had fallen. Okay, we're almost done. We're going to do a two-parter. All right. So we're coming back tomorrow night. So, we're so anyways, they didn't like Hold on, hold on, hold on. So the idea was, and once again, Uncle CJ goes, there's this cat that I know who's great. Yeah. And I went to Paco Alonso and said. Because you were wrestling down there quite a bit. Yes, yeah. I yeah. made a whole living there. You're in the magazines. In magazines, on the covers. And I said, listen, man, like I know a guy. Because they like weird. <laughs> right back where we started. <laughs> they like weirdos. But I was like, I got a guy that can come in. And they, they do like, they look, they have a psycho clown is a guy there. Yeah. Crazy mask that looks like the worst psycho clown mask. If you go to like Century City and buy a clown mask, it's like, I got a guy and Dr. Luther and Paco Alonso, I showed him your stuff. And he's like, I, Paco uh, is the boss in Mexico. I well, love First, he asked you, is he a mechanic? And you told me that. <laughs> what? Because I was wearing the, elf, the outfit. Coverall. Like yeah, because he didn't see the other part. He just saw the coveralls. <laughs> and he goes, is he a mechanic? Yes, I'm going to bring this mechanic, <laughs> the evil mechanic, uh, to you. Um, but I said, I've got a, a guy that people will buy. Because Mexican fans are very much like Japanese. They're like, they believe. Lots of kids. And I brought the mechanic in. And he's like, he literally said to me, Paco Alonso, we will bring him in. We'll sign him. I love it. He looks great. Your endorsement is great. Let's do it. Yes, Lenny. Hey. Hello. Hey, Len. It's uh, it's Chris. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you're in your book, whatever. And then like three days later, the peso crashed yep. and the whole economy. Once again, my luck fell out. Spikes. And 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 so tell me what happened from your end. So then, he's and then we'll like, go to part two. So then he's like, "No one, where well, we can't bring you in. We can only bring you." This is Paco. This you're talking to Paco yeah. Alonso. This is the Vince McMahon of Mexico. But basically, this is the Tony Khan of Mexico. Before he had called me, I, I knew that it dropped because you told me, "Oh, it's gonna, it's like," and it dropped huge. It's like a quarter of what they were offering. Yes, not even. Yes. Um, but then I got offered a contract in South Africa, which was very good money. At very the time. lucrative. Very lucrative. So I took the South Africa gig because it paid more. But but the, the Mexico gig, did they still want you? Uh, no, nothing was said after that. They just said that was done or whatever. Okay. The so time. there was a chance to go to Mexico. Yeah. But literally, and we're telling a story here, and we're going to part two uh, uh, whenever we do it. Um, you had the gig, and it was pulled away by circumstances out of your control, yes. which is the bottoming out of the economy. Yes. Right. So uh, we're going to go to part two, but the last question is... So I, so I took South Africa, and then after I took South Africa, they called me. They're like, oh, we oh. want you on the show, FMW. And I was like, already got bookings. Gotcha. And they well, were like, well, cancel. And I was like, I'm not going to cancel them because... You guys, but we're gonna go into huge South Africa so. in part two, but to end part one, which is right and now. And so that's what they got mad, and they're like, "Okay, well." And then I never got that. Basically, just got they got they got they get uh, sulked. They, sul they, yeah. they were sulking, sulking. But I did go back and did a pay per view Hold with on, them in two thousand. Yeah, we're gonna get well. to that. Last question for episode one: What's the best Love Weasel song? Oh my god, Love Weasel. Uh... Love goes the weasel. <laughs> okay, we're gonna end the show with this. Uh, Len and I. So Len called me. There's no email. There's no cell phones. I think I might have called Len. Yeah, from, we used to talk like schoolgirls on the phone. Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I think I called from Germany in uh, Hamburg in '93, 
And he's like, when you get home, we're recording a demo. I'm like, what? And so we used to record on. I got a four tracks in Japan. Yeah. Four track. <laughs> they now record on four hundred tracks. But we had a four track. So, anyways, we did some rock and roll, some rock and roll, and uh, Len did a Love Weasel album, and I did a Great Scissor Ghost album on a four track. Uh, we can get more into this on part two, but the bottom line was that the Love Weasel album led to a live show at Scott show. McMonagle's party. Yep. Scott McMonagle was a great guy. He had a bad toupee. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He'll live. He went bald at 18. He, he was the, one of the first toupees. This is in 93, 94. And it was always be askew. <laughs> right, Len? Come on, man. True. I love you, Scott. You but I do, too. But his, he would tell you his toupee was always askew. Yeah. yeah. And he had a party at his house. He did. That he hired Love Weasel, which he was did. Len's band. He did. To play the gig. Now, can you explain, please, what happened? Uh, who was in the band and what happened after the first song? Uh, so, Timmy Yuskin, who I love, Timmy Yuskin. Timmy! 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 So, awesome artist, by the way. Uh, little shout out to him. Still talk to him. And uh, Kevin Rowland, who plays in. Kevin Rowland was on drums. Yes. And he's time. actually in a band that's like pretty popular now. But he showed up super late. Hold on. The band Love Weasel was Lenny Olson yes. on guitar and vocals. Time, Time. skin on bass, yeah. and Kevin Rowland on drums. Yes, sir. and this is at the house party. Yeah, at uh, uh, Scott in McMonagle's front of a house. festival crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. You were there, and so was Jason Helton and his girlfriend. Oh wow! Ooh. Let's not go there. Continue. That was the girl at the party. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you did continue, and uh, uh, so. He shows up late. He's really bad. And I I remember, what did I say? I turned it. I was like, I am never playing with you again. The first song was Love Goes the Weasel. It's like the, hit. It's like the movie Can't Hardly Wait. Whereas uh, they, they were called Love Burger. The moment you guys started, there was like literally 17 people packed into the basement. You guys played the first song. And after the first song was done, you disbanded Love Weasel live in front of people. You went... You're the shits. I'm never playing with you again. No, we're done. I quit. Yeah. And we're all just sitting there going, like, then I finished the set. No, you did not. I did. I got no, it, I got the whole thing on tape. Without a drummer. So no, he stayed. I said well, this is the last gig we're ever playing, but we finished <laughs> it. We finished the show, but then I never played with them again. But here's the here's the day and then we're gonna end part one. They Love Weasel finished the show. And then Scott McMonagle's iguana <laughs> went missing. Uh, Dude, he had one time I stayed at his place and he's like, hey, have you seen my snakes? He had these two boa constrictors. I was like, what? He goes, they've been out for weeks. I don't know where they're somewhere right. on the walls. And I was like, scared shitless. I'm like, so I'm sleeping here with two giant snakes just traveling Whenever. around your house. And this is when he moved to iguanas. And Scott McMonagle's iguana disappeared. And Love Weasel broke up, and then Scott McGonagall finds his iguana in the uh, uh, vent. The vent. He sees the iguana. He unscrews the vent, pulls it off, and How the, the thing get in there. The iguana jumps on his face and fucking attacks his owner and ripped. Do you remember this, Len? I do not remember this. Dude, it ripped his fucking lip off. I don't remember this. I, I remember. I must this. have been busy. I, I remember it's like like the, like it was yesterday. 
Love Weasel Shit. broke up. Then I, I remember went, him having the lip thing, but I can't remember because the iguana came out of the That's air, out of the vent, and jumped on his face and ripped his lip off. The party ended early because Mick Mollico <laughs> had to go to a plastic surgeon. Everyone out! Party's and his, over. And his wig was askew. <laughs> we'll see you next week for part two. <laughs>